Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Game Podcast from The Times. I'm Gabriel Marcotti, wishing you the very best of a holiday season. You're probably wondering what Santa has left for me under the tree in the studio. It's Henry Winter! Uh, Very appropriate given the season. And uh, alongside with him, it's Amber Rudd's little sister, Alison Rudd. Now we're here today with our half-term reports for the Premier League uh, season thus far. And both Henry and Alison are looking very professorial. Am I allowed to say that I've kissed Amber Rudd? There's a first twist. You you kissed Alison's sister? First, she's not your sister. It's, we, it's a running joke. Oh, it's a very good running joke. Oh, well, sorry, I've sort of gate-crashed this. I gate-crashed this in... Uh, I was in The Sound of Music with Amber Rudd at university. And really? I th- yeah, and I think she was I, was... I had the Christopher Plummer part, and I think she was the distinguished Austrian lady, and I think I had to... I think I gave her a very chaste kiss on the, the cheek. I saved my full ardour for the, whoever was playing the Julie Andrews role, Marie. Wait, so you got to kiss multiple girls on stage? Yeah, yeah. It was like that in the 80s. Wow. That, that, what a time mm. to be alive, to be at university. But she's the... not your sister. No, she's right. not my sister. Okay. As far as Although you know. Although my nickname on tour this season has been Amber. Because it's hilarious. We're well, a sophisticated bunch, aren't we? Yeah. With our, uh, Mix nicknames. it with politics and all sorts. Good with words. As I mentioned, we'll be giving half-term reports. Now, I'm going to use my grading system. I realize you guys in this country love to do things a little bit different. But um, since I'm behind the mic, we're going to use a more global U.S.-style grading system, which is which is very similar, just that you don't have made-up letters like E++ and stuff like that. So, very simple. For each team, I'll ask you to provide a grade. Now, this is linked, obviously, to the expectations and uh, the uh, the resources available to to said team. Very simply put, and you can put pluses and minuses if you like. An A means you are far surpassing expectations. A B means you're above expectations. A C means you are meeting expectations. A D means that you are subpar, and an F is a fail. Okay. I'm tempted to start from the bottom, but then Manchester City would end up first, and I'm assuming there wouldn't be much argument there about their grade. I don't know. Let's say, let's say Alison decide. Should we start from the top or the bottom? No, let's 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 be controversial early. I mean, I, I suspect we're starting from the top. Yeah, Man City. Yeah, let's start with Man City. You've got an A is far surpassing expectations, mm-hmm. and a B is just above expectations. You I can th- put pluses think, or minuses I think, in there. I think it's a B plus. Because they're above expectations, they're a bit better than that, but given their resources, given the talent at their disposal, which we know about, the talent is not a surprise. Pep's style of management is not a surprise. They're above expectations because I suppose most people wouldn't say they were going to break Arsenal's record for wins on the trot, 
But I think to say it's far surpassing expectations might just be stretching it, given what we already knew. So I'd give them an I'd give them a B plus on your system. Um, forgive my naivety. Uh, first, there's no E. There is no E. No. Okay, fine. So I just didn't know whether it was a different no. alphabet in in there Latin. <laughs> and whose expectations is it? I mean, if, is it if it's Guardiola's expectations, no, he no. will probably give himself a C because he's yes. meeting expectations. <laughs> yeah. he, he probably would. Uh, no, it's. I think if we can come up with a reasonable, I just, okay. well, we, we, well, we can make it your own personal okay. expectation. Well, my ex- my expectations is that Guardiola would take the Premier League by storm. Before he arrived, I had to go and do something for Football Focus, and I spent a day at Manchester City wandering around and just basically gushing about why this guy was a revolutionary visionary and why he was going to change English football. I then got on the phone to the Football Association and said, this guy is so special. I said, well, yeah, we have heard of him, but how good is he? And I said, we need to have him coaching the, the or just giving a presentation to the younger age group coaches just to inspire them because we've never experienced anyone like him before. So... I saw him coming in as a sort of missionary to, to help the, the stale management and the issues we've got at, uh, at, with, with English managers coming through, which we always have a debate about when we're looking for the next England manager. Shallow talent pool. And this, this guy is special. This guy is totally driven. Everyone's sort of seeing it now, the quality of his football. And everyone talks about the resources he's got. But if you really want to see... I will just talk to the players for a start because they tell you how inspirational it is. But his biggest impact for me is how he's taken good players and made them better. So, OK, he spent money on players, but he inherited... Well, he effectively bought in Sterling and Stones. And he has made good players supremely better. David Silva, who was a good player before, is now, I would say, a world-class player. I mean, I was at Swansea recently, and I mean, his performance there was just sensational. I think we're incredibly lucky to have him. Manchester City's incredibly lucky to have him. How you define his expectations, because he'll say it's a C, I think the fact that they have just been so phenomenal in the league. I mean, I've seen some great teams, Liverpool 87-88, that Manchester United team of 93-94 with the wingers flying forward and Keane in midfield and, and Cantona, the 99 treble team, Arsenal invincibles. But I would put this one absolutely up there. It's one of the best teams I've watched. And we're, we're lucky to watch them. They're true champions in, in both senses of the word. You're great. <sighs> Got to give them an A. Because they are surpassing They're surpassing everyone's expectations. You can't not give them an A. This is one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. To, to, to put it in some context, I'm, I'm going to join Henry in, in awarding an A. Um, maybe even an A+. For the simple reason that Leaving aside the aesthetics and the improvements in players, and you know, we can say like, oh, he, we expected him to make some players would would become better. I, I wouldn't have imagined that Fabian Delph would become a competent left back. I wouldn't imagine that Sterling would get back to his level and start so often so quickly. And imagine, you know, he'd improve one or two guys, but not so comprehensively across the squad. But the other thing is, I go back to the numbers, and I know numbers are are boring and misleading and silly. Manchester City are on pace to break the all-time record of points in an English top flight. This, in other words, before football was invented in 1992 as well, um, by something like seven or eight points. The record right now is Chelsea um, in 2004 or five, I, I believe, which is 95 points. I mean, they're on pace, I think, to get 108, something like that. This is unreal. Nor does it happen in the Premier League, which... You know, there are so many 
there's so many rich teams, there's so many great players, so much competition from from top top managers, from obviously Mourinho to Conte to to Klopp to Wenger to whatever to Pochettino. Let's name all of them. Um, so yeah, so for me, it, it has to be an A. So if we average two A's and a B plus, do we end up giving them an A minus? Does that sound fair? Can we talk Allison round? Is that how it works? I'm happy. No, I you, you, we could you've tr- both been very eloquent, and I'm happy for it to be an A. Christmas is a time for arguing amongst family. Yeah. No, you go for it. Go with we'll an revise a. it go to an A. a. In well. a way, what I was saying was a compliment mm. to Guardiola because I don't. Okay. And you, you, you went that way when you said his own mark would be a C. Is that I don't think they're surprised at City. I expected that City would be fighting for the Premier League title and. They'd be first, second. I thought if they were lower than third, it would be a real disappointment. It also depends on what the other clubs did. I can't remember a team in English football that was this dominant for so long across so many different competitions. So for me, it's an A. Should we move on to the red half of, uh, of Manchester? And uh, I want to start with you. And here I think you, I'm going to throw this out there as a talking point. Maybe there's an interesting situation in that we're sitting not so outstanding this year the gap with the top of the table wouldn't be so great. And, you know, maybe we'd be praising Mourinho's results at least a little more. Am I wrong? I think there's always been huge admiration for Mourinho for his ability to set a team up tactically for individual occasions. And that was one of the reasons why he got the the, the big jobs and the big trophies. To, to an extent, he's, it's almost making him suffer this season. You know, you looked at the game with uh, with, with Manchester City and he was just almost too defensive. He played Rashford, Lingard and Martial, two of whom were effectively auxiliary fullbacks. I, uh, when I was there and I, I was just, I had sympathy for Lukaku because he was so, you know, he got absolutely battered afterwards, but he, you know, he was incredibly isolated. So I think Mourinho, he talks about being in splendid isolation, living in the Lowry Hotel and not having much contact. Actually, he needs to go and talk to Sir Bobby Charlton, he needs to go and talk to Paddy Crane, go and talk to the fans and actually find out this the Manchester United way. I know we hark on a lot about the past, but I just think there is something in Manchester United's, just their nature, that they want to attack. And it was quite interesting in the game. I mean, Guardiola, they would love to have Guardiola as a manager. They would love to be playing that sort of quality of football. I mean, maybe not the Terry Christians of this world, but I think <laughs> the... Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I would think so. They're intelligent fans of Manchester United. They're, pr- they're pretty balanced. Um, but I think just five minutes from the four-half time in the, in the derby at Old Trafford, there was just murmurings of attack, attack, attack. And there is always that. You, you, you sense that. So, but you know, Mourinho will probably go and win them a couple more trophies as he did last season. So, in terms of meeting expectations, I think it's going to be a C. I would say they're meeting expectations, partly because City have raised the bar so high. I think losing Pogba at certain points—that's you know suspensions and injuries—I think that's damaged them because I think he, he he makes them tick. I'm a huge admirer of Matic, but he is carrying that midfield. Bailly, when he's fit, it's good. But they've also been rescued in so many games by having probably the best goalkeeper in the world at the moment in terms of form, shot-stopping, in De Gea. So I, I've been slightly disappointed with them because I, I, I like Mourinho. I normally quite like his teams, but I think this is just he's just taking a little bit too far in the big games. And for Manchester United, effectively, to, to surrender against Manchester City is just not the way of English football. It's not the way of Manchester derbies. All right, that's a C from Henry Winter. Alison? I 
probably be slightly more generous and go with a B because I, I don't think when you step back and look at Man United as a whole, they're a particularly breathtaking or hugely talented team. There's something slightly disjointed about them and I think he has been very unlucky with the timing of injuries through the season and in that sense I feel they've often rescued games with sheer determination, with his pragmatism. They've turned things around in unlikely situations, um, the way they played at the Emirates in what was one of the most thrilling games of the season so far. It does take two teams to have a thrilling match and contest and they stuck at it. There is something very rigorous and um, it's easy to say I think I think I think you're right, Henry, when you say he's suffering this season. There's always going to be the comparison with what's going on across the road, which is is more aesthetically pleasing and probably would suit the um, Old Trafford tradition more. But I think, given all that he's got, Mourinho, and how he got them there, you know that U-turn over the Europa League. Well, we're going to have to win it to take it seriously because that's how I'm going to get in the Champions League. The way he's navigated through all that's happened, including the fact that City have got it all going for them. I would have expected, and we're talking about expectations here, I would have expected, and I think a lot of people would have expected them to be wilting more than second place as we speak. So I would say they're operating just above expectations. So B- minus from Alison. I'm also going to go with a, with a B- minus because for me, the injury to Pogba, I look back at the start of the season when, when he played Mata Mkhitaryan, and either Martial or Rashford with Lukaku, and then Pogba behind. And I thought, all right, he's not being defensive. He wants to play this way. He wants to find a balance where this works. And then Pogba got injured, and then Mkhitaryan ended up on the naughty step, and then, and then Bai, I think, especially got injured. Uh, I'm sorry, when he plays that horrible back three with, with, with Smalling and Lindelof, and he doesn't want to be doing that. He wants to play by. In fact, he, I think he'd like to play two Eric Bys. Frankly, I'm not sure he's a big fan of the other ones. But you know, you play By and Jones. That's one thing. When you play those three guys, I think everything changes. And so I think he's had to adapt to that. I think the football is pretty turgid, or turned out to be pretty turgid, because it's difficult to play effective attacking football. It takes time to implement that in your team. And when you lose a guy like Pogba, I think it, it, it affects you. So, but he did have a go at it. They're still alive in all the competitions. They're second in the table, and if City were having a normal year, they wouldn't be 11 points back. They'd be a couple points back, and we'd probably say, eh, that's a probably about right. So for that reason, I'm going to give them a B, which should average out to a B-. minus. Up next, it's Chelsea. I think they're meeting expectations. They're a C. It's always tough to defend your title, especially when you won the title with nothing else happening in your life and now they're balancing out the Champions League demands. They've had blips, Chelsea. I think what we're finding is that Conte is a reactive rather than proactive coach. He's very, very good at reacting when something goes wrong and putting it right straight away. And he was like that last season and he's doing it this season as well. They have one blip. The blip does not continue. He puts it right. But he should be anticipating, for example, that his squad are tiring. He's kept William and Pedro on the bench too often. Um, he needs to have rotated them more into the team. And when they've come in, they've shown that those fresh legs and that fresh attitude and so on. So he's quite a conservative coach. He likes things to stay the way they are. He doesn't like rotation. But when things go wrong, he does. He's not really in touch with the defending the title, but I don't think they're in danger of dropping out the top four. 
given he predicted it would be a tough season and he keeps banging on about how, how tough it is for him to juggle everything, um, which is a little nod to the board and the fact that he didn't quite get the supply he wanted. Um, that they're exactly a C, I would say. Henry? I love watching him. I love the, the emotional engagement with the fans, however Machiavellian it might be. And I would be surprised maybe if he's here next season. I, I just think he's... I quite like the way his, his team plays football. I like his jack-in-the-box. In the, you know, the, the game is about emotion and far more than statistics. And the fact that he is there, everyone is watching him, he's throwing himself into, into the crowd. I, th- I think it's brilliant. And you can see why players warmed him. Obviously, he's had falling out with, with Costa and people like that. I mean, I, I, I think he's great. I just think there is a, a disconnect at Chelsea, which frustrates me. And when you look at Jody Morris's tweets, he's obviously heavily involved in, in the player development. You just see these kids they've got coming through. Use them. I look at Christensen. Okay, so he went off uh, overseas, Bundesliga, two seasons developed. You know, let's use some of these kids. So I warm to Chelsea more if, if the, you know, and this is a general problem in the Premier League. But if, uh, if 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 he get you know he trusted them a bit more. But I like watching Chelsea play, and when they've got Hazard, they've got one of the best players in the world. So when Hazard's fit, I would say they're a B. I think there's elements beyond the club's control. Um, but really, I've actually been a little bit disappointed at at kind of the the way he hasn't been on message um, with with certain things. I don't think that's necessarily helped the development of the club. Solanke's um, the one. Sorry, Solanke's the one, particularly after the summer he's had and the fact that he is he's almost making an impression but at, at as, Liverpool. As they I understand it, though, Solanke was was beyond was beyond his control, and also there were. There were people who who felt that, look, realistically, at some point we're going to have to make a choice here. And do we commit an enormous amount of money to a guy who's very talented, but we have no idea if he can contribute for us? Or another guy who's another center forward, also very prolific, has done it in, in the championship on a pretty bad team, um, and they opted for Tammy Abraham, who I think they recognize is less gifted. And then says than, Mount alone. Of course. Well, so, as opposed so to the, staying up and there and being the third striker. I mean, but well, sorry, you see the, the third striker, particularly with Batshuayi seemingly the fourth striker, and you've got if Morata's not playing, it would be fantastic if they had a Solanke or a Tammy Abraham on I the bench. I think it would. This is the discussion we need to have a different time, but I completely disagree that to think that a 19 year old is best served. If you look at, at the numbers around football uh, at, at top teams, there's very, very few situations where players at 19 or 20 or even 21, especially homegrown ones, come in and and are successful and play regularly. Rashford. Yeah, there, like I said there are some there are some situations, but there's very few. There, well, there, there's Rashford. So, so what's the Thomas point of having this academy? Give give them a chance. It's not as if they've got three. It's like Manchester United. Nice it's not as if they've got three or four outstanding I, I centre really forwards. To, we, we, I really want to debate this. And I think we should. I think Chelsea and Manchester they City, are, frankly, they're spewing get, internally over Solanke. They get yeah, wait. they're just it's fr- they are so depends who you talk to. Other this. people say that he's weak-willed and weak-minded, and he's not as hungry as Tammy Abraham. And they were only gonna, you know, they, they, they're not gonna keep signing these guys forever if they're never gonna be good enough to play for them. You know, all these guys. We this was thinking, right? oh look, Lewis Baker, why don't you just bring him back since he was what like the best midfielder in Holland? Yeah, but. The level at these top teams is so high that you can be an outstanding footballer. I mean, Ruben yeah. Loftus-Cheek, Nathaniel Chalaba, you know, very, very good players. 
are they better than Conte and Bakayoko? I don't know. You know, I'm I not think, sure. I think drink we'll find water, out. Drinkwater's when he's played, has been better than Bakayoko. But, drink, what, but has he been better than what Chalaba has been? I, I would. I would. Chalaba last I, year. They, they should have kept Chalaba. I think he, he yeah. could have. He could have done the job. I mean, you you know. I, w- I love your concept of the you know the, the League guys of have, Nations have, 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 and UN team, but ultimately they do have to reflect the academies. They're ahead, basically, of some of their peers. They're not that far behind United. So, for those reasons, I'm going to give a C plus and um, overall grade a C plus. That's an average of our grades. Fair to you? Yes, yeah, sounds okay. All righty. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So it's the magic of live recorded uh, podcasts, but uh, Henry's had to leave the room to take an important phone call from presumably somebody far more important. We'll see if there's breaking news there. Although by the time you listen to this, the news will have already broken. Um, but Alison, we're going to press on. Up next, Tottenham Hotspur. I predicted they'd win the title this year. Sort of they, need, they needed to win the title this year because that's the trajectory they're on. So Ooh, maybe this is the breaking news. Sorry, I just got a news alert on my phone, and this will reveal when we actually taped this. But <laughs> 21st Century Fox has just been bought by Disney. I wonder if they bought What's Henry the Winter as well. The Premier League. I don't know, but that's, that's what you call a mega merger. Yeah. So um, in terms of my own expectations, they're a D. They're subpar because they're not coping. They haven't been coping with Wembley that well. They've struggled to get going in games. Struggled against teams they're supposed to beat easily. Outside of the Premier League, their form in the Champions League has been astonishingly good. No one would have predicted Real Madrid would finish second in their group. And much Pochettino has decided that's the excuse for their league form. They were taking the Champions League very seriously. They wanted to prove a point. And now they've got till February to um, make up some lost ground. So I think they'll probably be one of the trickiest teams to grade. In some ways, they're subpar. In Europe, they're above expectations, so I'll give them a C. Okay, I think you are being extremely harsh. I think the main guiding principle is the fact that I appreciate you predicted that they would win the title, but I think overall most people would not have. They're the sixth best resource team 
in the Premier League. They generally play very good football. This, despite the fact that Dele Alli and and uh, and Christian Eriksen of late as well, in my opinion, have been have been somewhat subpar. That's what we're grading. We're grading. We're not grading some abstract entity. We're grading the players and the manager and the results and the style, aren't we? So if you think Deli Ali's been subpar, that adds to the pot of right. how you grade them. But he's the player you have. It's not as if they've got like some Deli Ali clone off the bench that they can bring in when the original Deli Ali underperforms. For me, um, I have. So you think being within touching distance of the title, it's fine then to drop off. It's Tottenham we're talking about. Yeah, they have to stop being Tottenham. <laughs> I think that I I, I, I think he's he's on track and uh and I think he's I, I thought they were gonna they were gonna do worse this year, given what happened in the summer, given the way other teams had reinforced, and I thought they were impressive in Europe. And I think to me yeah, that, that weighs into in the Europe. equation as that uh, as well. And for that reason I will give them a B plus. If we were just to average our grades, mm. they would end up with a B minus. Does that sound fair to you? Absolutely. All righty. Ah, Liverpool. Alison. Well, their meeting expectations. You see, you've, you've written these out, Gab. And then when, you, when, you, when we all say C, well, I'm the only one saying things like C, it suddenly sounds mean and miserly. And everyone goes, oh, no, they're a B or an A. And um, B and A means that you're going madly above what, you, what we all thought they would do. Aren't they meeting expectations? I think they are. They're not wildly surpassing them. No, I, I think I think I think making the top four is going to be a tight thing. It'll be really close whether they get there or not. I have a hunch they're going to do really well in the Champions League this season. When Liverpool click, they are unstoppable. They, when they click, they are the the only team that's better to watch than City, and then they will score seven, and it's amazing. And then they're incredibly frustrating because they could score seven in one game, and then it's a nil nil and a nil nil. And you think, get a grip, get a grip, pace yourself. So they're a frustrating team. They're inconsistent. When they click, they're astonishing. When they click, they are surpassing expectations. When they don't click, they're barely meeting expectations. So I, I would say C plus probably. C plus. Yeah, I'm um, I'm on, I'm on board with that. Um, for the same, the same inconsistencies that I think they're showing um, it's great to create lots of chances and then you don't bury them and then you get screwed at the other end but by the same token you know he's been there long enough that these are things that I think he can fix and he probably feels like he should have fixed I also think that they have a better resource squad than than Tottenham do so for that reason I'm going to give them a C plus as well Burnley this should be easy this should be very easy. I can't think of anybody who's ever watched a football match that wouldn't give them an A. They were probably lots of people's picks to be a team that might struggle or at least be definite bottom half team. You would have expected Sean Dyche to be growing stale by now. A lot of these managerial appointments happen simply because the existing manager isn't necessarily bad, it's just everyone's got bored and you need someone new to come in with new ideas and you take on the squad available to see people in the reserves or who have been on the bench a lot make them feel good come on score goals defend better you just need something to revitalize the team and the fact that Burnley are being revitalized with the same resources and the same manager the same low budget nothing has changed and Sean Dyche is able to to keep it 
effervescent and interesting, whilst at the same time the discipline in that team is astonishingly good. I'm just going to say two words, Kevin Long. Um, A. 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 I'll go A+, plus just to show I'm more generous than you I'm are. I'm happy with A++. Plus plus. No, okay, there's no A++. Plus plus. So they end up with an A. Um, Arsenal. Arsenal are meeting expectations. They're doing exactly what it says on the Emirates tin at the moment, which is they can be a beautiful passing team. They can offer you a thrilling game of football. And just when they get into the zone and they start stringing results together, they have a mini collapse. Their season has been dominated to a ridiculous degree about um, how they're going to keep players like Sanchez and Ozil but will they keep them? Will they go in January? Are they prepared to let them go for nothing? How will those players perform? Are they worth keeping? It's been relentless and sometimes it's backfired and sometimes it's worked in Arsenal's favour and you get Mesut Ozil producing some of the best football we've seen him play in this country. Almost against everything that's going on in the press about him being dissatisfied and wondering about his future. They are Arsenal. They are they are very inconsistent I think they might sneak a top four finish. However, um, they're, right they're, now, playing, a B, they're playing a complete B team in the Europa League, so that won't tire them out. So I would say they're a C because they're they're being what they always are. I'm going to give them a D. I think. Well, how are they worse than what you expect from them? I would have thought that there'd be more order to the team. I would have thought that they would have sold. Alexis in the summer or uh, and Ozo or resign them and not continue this ridiculous situation where they're going to lose these people for nothing if if they don't if they don't resign. I think the back three is horrendous and I don't think he should be doing it. And I look at their resources and their wage bill and they have the fourth highest in in the Premier League and they're not performing like they're they are seventh in the table as we record this. So for me that is subpar. We can average the two and yep. give them a C minus. You happy with that? Yeah. Leicester City. They're, they're a B. I think they're a definite nailed on B, just above expectations. They've had a, a weird season, changing managers. But what we're seeing now under Puel is glimpses of the Leicester that won the title. There's something very compelling about Leicester, which I think boils down to an unfettered from expectation freedom. They They play... Of all the teams in the Premier League, I actually would argue they play like they're having the most fun. That makes them really in, infectiously joyful to watch when it clicks. And I love the disparity between the the character that we see of Claude Puel and he seems the most unpassionate bloke and his appointment was greeted with sneers. Oh, how is he going to get the dressing room on board? And he's done it. He's done it. There's the, the, I love the disparity between his character and the way the team play on the pitch. They are thrilling to watch again as they were when they won the title. So I'd give them a B. Yeah, um, I'm on board with that. I might even go a little higher and go B plus simply because if we're talking about expectations, Shaky was in charge in the summer. Um, and then you still had all this talk of, of King and Simpson and all this nonsense. Um, I think Puel's proven to just be a more clever manager and he's gotten the spirit seems to be okay and and the results certainly are exceptional so i'm going to go um in fact i'm going to go even higher i'm going to go a minus fine i'm happy with that so they end up with a b plus which is the third highest overall grade we've given thus far 
Uh, Watford. Did somebody in this room predict that Marco Silva would be the first manager sacked? Not because I thought he was a poor manager, but just because of the way Watford have a habit of surprising you with when they decide to dump managers. And if you'd had a difficult time... Yes, it was me. If you'd had a difficult time assessing his squad and working out how he wanted them to play and results had been disappointing at the start, I thought there would be a lack of patience with the owners. That's all I was predicting and I hate having to make these predictions because they can't <laughs> no, all be no, exactly no. right Gab and you will look silly some I've of the time I've been burned on this many times so, uh, so that was, it was in politics I thought made it likely that he might but I assume your, expe- your expectation was that he was going to be he was going to be sacked the season wasn't oh, going to well, be no, good I didn't, no it was because I was forced to predict someone who was going to be sacked I didn't think he'd be sacked I just, if well, you, you make me Frank choose was if you in make the me choose, at the time, right? if you make me choose oh, yes but I didn't think Palace would be so jittery and fire so quickly Whereas Watford, I think, wouldn't care if they fired quickly. That was my point. So in terms of my own expectations, clearly Watford are surpassing them. As we speak, they've had some disappointing results and their disciplinary record is poor. So they need to sort that out. I think they might have the surprise player of the season in Richarlison because no one knew he was going to be... He's just so Brazilian, isn't he? He sort of plays like he's on his own on the beach. Yeah, he is. No, he's fun to watch. And... um, if he was able to finish, he'd be one of, among the top scorers. He misses a load of goals, but he still scores and sets them up and generally makes life difficult for opponents. So for Watford to be, as we speak, ninth um, is definitely definitely above expectations. So a B. Or B plus, maybe. Allison goes B plus. Um, I think this is a well-run club. I think, though, overall, you look at the... While they did spend... A fair amount of money in the summer. The wage bill remains what it is. A lot of people have Marco Silva as as an obvious upgrade over Mazzari, but again, I think most people would have expected. I I would have expected them to be sort of thirteenth, fourteenth, never quite flirting with uh, relegation. They're better than that, and I think there's players that have really really kicked on as well, like Ducouré. So, for me, Watford uh, get a B plus as well. And Henry Winter has uh, has rejoined us. Did you know that while you were out of the room, Disney acquired 21st Century Fox? Wow. Is that why you left? <laughs> did you have to go sign some papers? <laughs> That's brilliant. Is it good? I don't know. Is, is that what you did? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Or were you doing something else? No, no. Just had to go right. and um, talk to some Americans. Well, we have uh, at Disney, yeah. All right. So we've pushed on. Uh, in the meantime, we've gotten down to, uh, to Watford at this stage. And I wanted to get... Your take, what, what grade you would give them based on your expectations over the summer? I went to see uh, Tom Cleverley early in the season, and when I got him away from this extraordinary game of... It's just a warped table tennis table, which they do control. You see it's occasionally coming in, increasingly coming into Premier League clubs, and they do... It's basically a table tennis table, and they do this juggling tricks on it, and it is amazing how, so I think Takura is actually very good, you're talking about him. some of the, 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 the skills these players have got. Even the English it. ones? Even the English ones, Gab, you would be amazed um, no, Cleverly, uh, he's very good, unfortunately Gab, we've got some very good, skillful English players coming through the problem is, is that they've got all the skills, it is just a question of, can they bring it into, uh, into matches? In terms of Watford, so when I went to see Cleverly um, I thought, well I'll see if I can have a quick chat with uh, Marco Silva as well, just to see, just to sort of get a bit of background on Cleverly, what he's developed in him this season or how he sees him developing. 
and uh, I probably what three minutes with him. And I mean, Alison's met him, and he's he's a f- remarkable individual. You know, he's not particularly imposing physically, but he's just got this aura. He's got an amazing aura, and you can just see why players respond to him. Obviously, all the tactical stuff and the preparation he does is absolutely huge for training. The players say how absolutely physically draining training is. Um, but how much they enjoy it because he's got so many good ideas and they really go at it. They have a lot more full-scale games than a lot of uh, clubs do. They really Because they've got a bigger squad now, so you can have a proper 11 v 11, 10v10. So it's really, he's very impressive. And everyone you talk to, whether people at the club privately or I talk to Harry Maguire, who played under him at Hull, says this guy's going right to the top. So he's he's special. So you're great for the club on the season? I'm great for the club. I think they've been, I think they've been good. I mean, you know, you see them... Mid-table, but I mean they're absolutely above expectation. So two B pluses and an A. Can we agree on a B plus? Yeah. Alrighty. I've never had a B plus in my life. So this is this is a new thing. Having struggled at every exam I've done, I'm more familiar with C's. So actually, <laughs> muttering the word B. I understand naughty step. Were you really you that bad a student in school? I was. I, have, I had a fantastic education, but it was. But I'm not intelligent. No, anyway, but they're two different things. Yeah, exactly. But that's the whole point. Who get who get good grades? But did, did you really get bad marks in school? I got, I, no, I'm a thick person who got bad grades at a good school. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Everton, based on your expectations in the summer. Now I know I'm in this. I'm in the room with two very big Ronald Koeman fans, and. No? No. You tell me Ronald Koeman like was going to manage Barcelona? I can't, I can't, yeah. Well, no, cause, because if you look at his Twitter feed, it was all pointing in one direction. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but... I, no, I like Koeman. Okay. Do, you know you I like, to, do you know what I like most about Ronald Koeman? His approach to life. You talk to people who know him, people who work with him, and they say he's got a good approach to life. I, I like that. Look, magnificent player. I, I just think that you always got the impression he was... Everton was a stepping stone. Right, that's fine on Kuman, but in terms of where the club was in the summer, with all the spending that they did mm. and Farhad Mashiri coming in, definitely with his with his own money, no question about it, his own money. Yeah. Um, and Ronald Kuman, of course, who done you know did well at Southampton and whatnot. Part two, this great transition, where the expectations and the resources should they have warranted something a little higher, perhaps? I, I thought they bought well at the back. I'm a huge Pickford fan. Liverpool should have given Sunderland 50 million for him a year ago and just got him in. I mean, it was just crazy. And he was great. I went to see him at the start of the season. And he's just, he's a very uncomplicated goalkeeper. So, so I like him. So, I like, so him and Keane, I thought like, they, were, they, were good, they were good signings. I completely understand why people were saying at the time, we've got too many 10s coming in. And also, how are we going to replace Lukaku as a nine? So there was that sort of ticking time bomb there in terms of their squad. Uh, but yeah, I didn't expect them to go quite off the rails like this. But then I don't think we quite expected whatever happened behind the scenes to happen. So are they subpar relative to yeah, absolutely. the resource? Do you give them a D? No. D, you're talking my language. I recognise <laughs> those. It's normally got sort of uh, headed notepaper from assorted exam boards with D. Um, I think it is a D at the moment. I mean, it's obviously it's, it's obviously picking up. But yeah, absolutely. Maybe Sam can get it higher by the end of the season. But yeah. you know, remember, we're not we're not reflecting saying Sam Allardyce is doing a bad job because he happens to be manager now. We're talking about where they are now relative to where it started, and I think a lot of people would say it's going to improve under 
under under Sam Allardyce. D minus. I'd have to give them a D minus. And the only reason I'm not giving them an F is because they won't fail, and Sam Allardyce will keep them up, and they'll probably finish mid table. And I hope he gets the chance to spend what he wants to spend in the summer and has a chance to manage a big club and prove that he's more than just a firefighter. But what Ronald Koeman's done with that team, I mean, appalling. He's the luckiest manager in the world to have bought Gilfie Sigurdsson and he turned him into a player that now regularly gets four out of ten. Should we um, also point some fingers at Steve Walsh as well? Some of these, I mean, I know this is one of those things where we always don't know, right? It's, 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 it's like with Liverpool and the days of transfer committee. The bad signings were the transfer committee. The good signings were Brendan or or vice versa, depending who you talk to. But I, I hope one day somebody, maybe you, Henry, will reveal the secret of was this really a collective decision? Was it Kuman? Was it because, yeah, Sigurdsson, Rooney, Klassen? It's just appalling to... I think the, well, I the, the think lack of vision. Had, anyone had power over it, which means that nobody had control over what the signings meant. Everyone was allowed to pick. Everyone who was involved was allowed to pick. So, so you've got Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney is an, an emotional signing, for example. Right. But no one thinks, well, that Where means you don't fit? need Guilfi Sigurdsson. Because all they did was bump into each right. other for the first three months. So then, but ultimately, then the blame has to rest with somebody. So then presumably rests with Farhad Mashiri, since he bought the club with his own money. Or, or possibly Kenwright or... You know, the people, the buck has to stop with somebody, right? Yeah, and absolutely. But if you're a Farhad Mashir and if you're going into a club for the first time, you will make mistakes. I mean, look at. He's Fernandes. not really in the club for the first time. I he was a part owner at Arsenal for years. I, I, I understand. And his that. friend. Completely different. Absolutely. But if you're the one who is making <laughs> the decisions no and it's your money. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, it's, diffi- <laughs> it's difficult at Arsenal That's when you've got, you've got vendor in the middle <laughs> of it. Sorry. Right. So it. I'm going to go D. Can we give him a D? Yep. Generous. If you were lucky enough to receive a subscription to The Times as a holiday present, then congratulations! You've had a wonderful gifting season. That means that you'll be able to access highlights of every single game in the Premier League, in the Champions League, in the Europa League, and the FA Cup as well. You can get all this for just £8 uh, for an eight week trial. Just search The Times online. We're going to be back on New Year's Day for part two of our half-term report. Happy holidays to all. The Game is brought to you by The Times. For more information and more podcasts from The Times, head to thetimes.co.uk. 